to Ranking Things Season 2. This was a funny episode. Uh, Chris Atwood and I are going to rank um, cuts of meat. Uh, we did this live on our lunch break um, in Burbank. Chris works near me. Uh, both our offices are close to each other, so um, we went to a Japanese barbecue place and ranked cuts of meat. So uh, there's some distractions in this one with the waitress. Whenever the waitress shows up, and you can tell we have to like get back on track, um, and uh, obviously some background noise, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't know why you listen to this show, anyways. So anyway, here is uh, here's Chris Atten and I ranking cuts of meat. Uh, thank you again for listening. I've got a couple episodes left in season two. Uh, some really exciting rankings coming up. Ones I've been uh, waiting on for a while, um, and then we'll be uh, hopefully getting those all out before the end of the year, and that will wrap up season two. But let me know if you want to rank something as I start planning season three of this silly show. So here is Chris Atwood and I uh, ranking cuts of meat live in Burbank. Coming to you live from Burbank, California at uh, Japanese Barbecue. I'm really excited to get a live episode with uh, one, of my, uh, one of my oldest friends. We both work here in Burbank, which is why we're, we're doing this on our lunch break. Uh, and uh, Chris Atwood is here. You're, Chris, you're my, uh, you're my brother in potting. We have, a, we have another podcast. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And talks, which we'll, we'll talk about later. We are in a loud place because we are live and in person. This is, yep. uh, although I guess the sound quality might be better over the phone in some cases, but it's, it's, uh, it's fun to get together and uh, we're going to rank a really important one today, which is meats. But how, how you doing today, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's fun, fun to get out here, hanging out and getting some Japanese barbecue. Yeah. Which is, uh, I'm always embarrassed when people actually like learn, like our, you know, our friends or uh, whatever, they, you guys work in the same place. Well, yeah, it's the same city. I mean, it's 10 minutes apart. And right. on lunch, you know, that's just, that's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it is nice to, to get together when we can. Uh, so, yeah, we chose to rank uh, cuts of meat. And I think it's pretty funny to do it at, at a, a clearly a, a meat-forward environment. Yeah, definitely. You get to grill up your own food for lunch. Yeah, so. with the with the grill right in the front. Um, what were your thoughts when you had to, when you had to start looking at ranking meat? Um... Well, first of all, I thought the first thing I realized is when I was trying to do some, some research on it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first thing was when I was trying to do some research on it, just realizing how many cuts of meat that are out there that I don't normally get because oh, yeah, they're either yeah. like super expensive sure. or they're fancy or whatever. And yeah, I realized when I was making my list that it was more stuff that like if I saw it on a menu, this was always going to be the one that I would pick to order every time. Right. Right. That was more what I liked, didn't realize when I was going through it. Yeah, I like the idea of calling it cuts of meat because we could rank. We had a couple of directions to go when you get into the meat world for this uh, for this uh, uh, ranking. We could have gone animals. Um, you know, like meat animals, meat providing animals. I guess, like you know, you could do beef versus pork versus chicken. Right. Um, which and I, that's I, only three. And that's only three. I didn't <laughs> think that was that interesting. So we uh, so we went to cuts or servings of meat. Then I debated, we, we, we originally were working on it this way, including seafood, but, and actually getting into the list, that was really hard, and, I, and then uh, I was texting you last night because I was reviewing this with Jess, and she was like, you can't do, you can't include seafood, too many, like, too many options, it's like a whole other list in itself, yeah. Um, yeah, so that made it a little easier, but this is still very difficult, and I think, I think again, it's funny here at, uh, at Japanese Barbecue because you order, like, very specific cuts of meat right. that we then grill, right, so, yeah. 
Got one of the ones I ordered is on my uh, is on my list. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, any other thoughts before we get into it? No, not. I mean, the only thing I'd say when I was coming up with this list that was interesting was how to quantify it, right? So there's like there's okay. there's the type of meats that like like do you rank it based on the meats that you like, or do you rank it on like the like the usefulness, the versatility of it? Because like there was a okay. couple meats where like I was coming up like I put them on my list originally like making my bigger list of like 15 uh -huh. things, and there were some that I was looking at where it's just like I feel like this one I eat all the time, right? So I feel like it should be. Like I almost feel like from a like it's there every time. Are you talking yeah. about chicken breast? Because I feel like chicken breast was like I, I didn't I didn't include chicken breast. No, ground beef. Ground was beef. The one that was on me. There you go. Because I was like I was like Good let's example. see like I love ground like beef. meatballs, uh, hamburgers, right, and meatloaf were yeah. all on my list. Where I was just like these would have been like I love those. Things. I love all of those, but I feel like they're not that exciting. Right. Ground beef like, is not an exciting cut of meat. It's <laughs> definitely not exciting at but, all. Uh, but. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I've had the same, I had the same problem with chicken breast. I feel like I like a lot of preparations of chicken breast, yeah. but it's not yeah. like, and I eat it a lot, yep. but I wouldn't rank it in my top five cuts of meat. Right. You know? Okay. Well, anyways, let's jump into it. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your number five? All right, so my, my number five is tri-tip. Tri-tip, okay. So this is both from a nostalgia and from the point of point that Pretty much every time I go to a place and I get tri-tip, I feel like it's always good. So I feel like it's one hard to ruin. Yeah. It's hard to ruin, That's right? Good point. That's but good like, point. Um, like there's a reason when we have the men's camp out out here in California that the logo on Facebook for the event is a giant thing right. tri-tip. Yeah, because it is so good. Very traditional. And then uh, the other one for was uh, is Red's Barbecue and Simi. Very good. Yeah. So like I feel like every time you I go there, I. I have yet to go to a place where tri-tip was not good. Yes. Right? Where it's, it's always something where it's either amazing or it's just solid. Yeah. So I feel like like when I was making my list, I was thinking like if somebody said, what meat do you want to be your protein for your right. meal? Yes. Right? This would be one of the ones where I would I would look at a menu and I'd be like, I want that because I, I, I feel confident it's always going to be a good choice. Yeah. Interesting. It's um the, uh, the tri-tip is actually... Uh, very good. I mean, I totally respect it being on there. Like you're saying, it has a really high floor, like hard, hard to ruin. Um, the uh, it's actually what's, what's unique about tri-tip is that it's actually a regional name for it, and it's a cut that's hard to find in other parts of the country. Even California really? only is, is is where you get tri-tip. So that's Santa Maria itself. It's um I was just looking it up because it's like part of a London broil, or in the in the uh, in other parts of the country it's called a Newport steak. So we call it Newport steak, and then that is what uh, that's what they refer to, uh, what we call tri-tip, which is much more common here, and I think it's events for us. Okay, thank you. All about a minute each side, the Angus beef ribs are about two minutes each side. Oh, okay. And then, um, so yeah, it has, it has a different name. That's a good one, Newport steak. Or, uh, tri-tip. Tri I, I found out the same thing when we, uh, Jeff Lang lived with Kristen and I when uh, he first moved out here from Virginia, and when he did that, one of the things he really wanted was skirt steak, okay. which is apparently it's a thing in in Virginia. Okay, like we get it all the time. Hard to find here. Was not something here that we would get. Like we ended up doing a flank steak and cooking it the way he would. They would cook it back there. But it was like it was one of those things. It was a definitely a different cut. Yeah. But back when I was actually. So yeah. My number five is chicken wings. Um, Mm. I came late on chicken wings in life. Like I didn't eat chicken wings for the first 20 years of my life, and then uh, and then now totally I'm into them. And I think I think what what I like also is like a chicken wing. Obviously has the like classic buffalo wing at the uh, at the sports bar, you know, application. Right. But then it also 
to me, can be so good when it's like fancy, you know, or someone's trying to make like a nice right. point. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, but it's it's kind of and it's thematic for me. Like, I just basically am a big skin and fat lover. Okay, you know, which is a reason that tri-tip's not on my top five because tri-tip is just really, really good, well marbled meat. You know? Right, right. Um, and and so yeah, that'll stick. That basically sticks through my through my ranking. Gotcha. Is, uh, because yeah, chicken wing is essentially all skin and fat. Right, it's the opposite of the rest. Right. Uh, as far as chicken. Yep. Um, and then yeah, I love buffalo. You know, I love buffalo wings. Hard, really hard to beat. So. That's yeah. my number five. Is yeah, but buffalo wings is never something I got super excited about just because um, buffalo sauce isn't my favorite flavor. So, like, if I go, I'll get, like, a honey barbecue or something like that. Oh, I so, see, yeah. Um, one of the ones, though, that's been really good uh, recently that I've been into that are, are bone-in chicken wings is at Chi-Chi's. Okay. And see me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh. be making call-out to see me rest. Okay, that's where we both live. I like um, that. They, they do a thing called golden buffalo, uh, golden wings. Okay. They're basically deep fried wings with no sauce on them, and they're so good. Oh, that sounds good. Super good. That definitely sounds attractive to me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, now, now we have all of our selections of yeah, meat now we in front of us, in addition to our drafting of yeah. <laughs> our, our rankings of um, So yeah, number, my number five is chicken wings, golden wings. You, uh, we actually had you, we had those together when we were uh, together a couple weeks ago. Those were quite good. Yeah. Um, what about uh, what about your number four? My number four is uh, honey baked ham. Honey baked ham. I love. That's a very specific call. So the Fantastic. the. the, the my, when I was growing up, my family was one where we didn't always do a turkey for the holidays. Okay. We would, for Thanksgiving, we would do a turkey, but for Christmas frequently, we would do a honey-baked ham. And we've gotten it a few other times, like, not related to the holidays. Ooh, interesting. Is, I've never heard of that. This, is, part, this is partly, like, uh, a nostalgia pick, but it's we've gotten it once or twice, and every time we get it, it is so good so in pretty good. much any way that you can serve it, right? So. So you can go and say like, oh, you know, I'm gonna like you eat a traditional just like ham with like cranberry sauce or something on it. Yeah, yeah. But also you can go and just grab a piece out of the fridge, or you grab a couple pieces like taking like spiral cut honey baked ham, uh -huh. pull some of those out and put them in a Hawaiian roll, and you just okay. eat it as a little sandwich. Love it. It is amazing. I love. I also, what I love about a, a honey baked ham is um, just mustard. I'm a big ham and mustard guy. I yep. love mustard. Period. But. Um, but any like sliced ham, even deli meat ham, but honey baked ham is just yeah, it's like that is a classic kind of Christmas ham. Um, that's a good selection. And we've even done it a couple times where we'll be like at Costco or whatever, figuring out what it is that we're gonna we're gonna get, and we'll just get like a randomly out of season. We'll just get a ham. We'll cook it because you, it's like twenty Multiple bucks. meals. And yeah. And it's like we have food for like three or four days. Yeah. Like yeah. between snacks. And oh, yeah. It should be said you have an army of, of boy children. Yes. We'll get that um, in the parent quarter, but yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So Chris, Chris is a father of three young boys. Yes. Um, so yeah, ham would be making out of house at home. Um, so what's your number? My four? number four is bacon. Uh, ah. I uh, huge fan of bacon. Obviously, yes. everyone is. I, bacon was actually hard for me to rank because, like, yeah, I like ground beef. I had I had the same problem. You know, I mean, um, it's clearly a cut of meat, and I'll tell you one of my honorable mentions is is pork belly, which I'm having here, which is basically a different, you know, a different cut of, of bacon. Yeah. Um, and it just is like so ubiquitous, and uh, yeah, but it is my number four. I mean, because because I tried to cut think of it, you know, why I limited it to number four, or where I found it there was as a serving, like if I'm having bacon, 
Like that's my meat serving. Right. Because bacon as like a topping is a whole other ranking too, right? Right. Ranking is a, is a pizza topping. It's a um, uh, put it on your burger, burger topping. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a classic. Uh, uh, you can put it on a like, supporting cast member. Right. Um, to meals. Uh, but I was treating it like a uh, like a serving. So obviously, a bacon is delicious. Again, a a, a fat focused combo, um, yep. or fat focused item, which is uh, which is key key for me when I consider my uh, my meat ranking. So that's my number four. What is your number? My number three is bacon. Oh, there your number three is bacon. Okay, so the, I wondered the, if yeah, the, I wondered if we were the, on your the, list. The pig is well represented on my list. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got um, ham and then bacon. So. Basically, the reason I put it on there is like I actually had it lower, and then I went back, and it was one of those things where as I went through it, it's like either as a like we stopped buying bacon uh -huh. because no matter how much we buy, we will eat it all whenever right. we make it. That's funny. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which which is dangerous for for both Kristen and I when right. we're doing it, right? Because we'll we'll buy a pound and we'll eat the entire pound. We'll buy two pounds and we'll eat all two pounds. Like no matter how much we buy and make, it won't none of it survives. It right. all gets eaten. Right, and so I feel like it's one of those things where, and also, to your point, kind of like as it is from a, it is kind of like a garnish or a topping, right? But I feel like anytime I go to a place and I'm like, oh, you know, I went to this place and we'll go get a burger, that sounds really good, and then I see that there's an option to get uh, bacon on it. Oh, I'm gonna add it, yeah. Every time. Oh, like, absolutely. Eat, like, uh, unless they're like, they have it listed as like it's $4 for two pieces of bacon. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's the only time where I might be like, nah, I'm good, person. right? Yeah. But <laughs> it would be one of those where I'm just like, just every time it's like, yeah, that's, I'm gonna, yeah. That's, that's a given, right? It's I'm like bacon, bacon makes everything better. It's like no matter yeah. what you put it on, it's gonna be good. So for me, it was like one of those things where, you know, I was looking at this list as a, again, from the perspective of, if I see it on, on a menu, oh yeah, what am I gonna grab and excite you? Yeah, yeah, and if yeah. I see something that says that it's bacon, Involved, right? Just like, yeah, probably in. Sign me up. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I know at least one part of that meal is going to be good. Well, I'm surprised that both of us are getting it that low, um, because you know, again, it, it's it's a, it's hard to rank. It's almost a, you know, it's almost its own food group. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number three is uh, chicken thighs. Okay. I feel like chicken thighs are totally underrated. I think they're the most delicious thing. Also, I really care about cost or like dollar for dollar. Okay. And a chicken thigh is really cheap. Hard to ruin on a grill or in other uh, um, uh, recipes. Um, a very you know dark, kind of fattier meat. Again, back to the back to the fat being important for me. Right. Um, and uh, and so delicious. Um, so that's my rank of chicken thighs. Yeah. A fun thing I learned when we were living downtown. We talked about Japanese food. Um, they actually do have it here. I've ordered it in the past. I didn't get it today. Is Japanese fried chicken is usually chicken thighs like cut into little cubes and then fried. Oh, weird! It's really, really good. Because um, we don't, you know, uh, like American fried chicken is usually the big old piece, like a drumstick, the KFC or whatever. Right. Right. Um, so, anyways, that definitely uh, that's a little. I, I love a chicken thigh. That's that's the highest form of chicken for me. So chicken did make it twice on my list. That's what I was surprised by. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll review that later. What's your? That was my number three. Number three. All right. What's your uh, number two? My number two um, is uh, filet, filet mignon. Filet mignon. Okay. So again, it's the same thing where it's like if I'm going to go out to a fancy dinner, right? What's what's calling your name? Every and it's like, like I've tried getting you know New York strip, ribeye, do the different types of thing. I know some people like them. Like people yep. have opinions over which kind of meat. Uh huh. A good filet, like if it's done well. Yeah. 
nothing's going to top it. It's hard book. to beat. It's really hard to beat. So yeah. um, I think the best one I ever had was when Christy and I went on a trip. We were back east uh -huh. uh, in, I think we were in Boston. And we, we went out to eat at Ruth Chris. Ooh, and good choice. And got a filet where it was coming out sizzling on the pan, oh. just like with a little butter and yeah. salt and pepper. And it like blew me away because it continued to cook as I was eating it. Yeah. So it came out a little under because I normally tend to go like either medium or medium rare when I get when I get my steaks. Right. And it came out like closer to like 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 closer on the rare side of the medium rare you would spectrum. Want. Yeah, yeah. And so the but like so I started cutting it. By the time I was done, it was like perfectly cooked as I went through it all. Wow. It was so good. That's amazing. Uh, as a and part of the reason that it's always it's always one that I love is because you take that and probably the. Uh, the dynamic duo of the two that I love is a bacon wrapped fillet. Oh yeah, like you get you get that at a restaurant that knows what they're doing. Yeah, you know, good night. I'm, uh -huh. I will be I will be content and happy for the rest of the evening. Well, I'm curious what your that was your number two. That was my number two. Yeah, fillet fillet is good. I, I it's, it doesn't make mine. I, I have a different uh, cut of beef we'll get to, but my number two is um, is actually duck breast, which I which I did order here. You can get oh, here at the okay. at the Kyukaku in Burbank. Uh, yep. But I, this actually, you know, as you say, like what, what excites you on a menu? If if there's duck breast on the menu and that's a, a, you know an affordable option for me, um, that's that is always like a, always a go-to for me. I just love the uniqueness. Again, it is like darker. It's like dark meat chicken, but like darker meat chicken, basically. You know, so I, I, I'm seeing the theme of my own, uh, you know, my own list here. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so delicious, uh, the duck breast. I love it. I, I think when you get a proper duck breast with like the skin on it that's just super crispy, there's just a sweetness that duck has that you can't get anywhere else that I really, really value. So that's my number two is, uh, is the duck breast. Yeah, duck is not something that I get very often. Right. So it's one of those things where, again, when I was making it, making my list, I was like, right, I thought I, about it, but it wasn't like, I think I could probably count on one hand the number of times that I've had duck. Right. So it's kind of hard to be high up the list when I barely ever eat it. At least the distant fourth, like we were listing the meats earlier, like, you know, beef, beef pork, chicken are the big three. I mean, duck, duck would be fourth, I guess, but it's so far away, it has to be. Um, so that's my number two. All right, so we've gotten down to number one. Number one. What is your number one? So my number one is pork ribs. Okay. All right. So as I said, the pig is very well represented, basically. Yeah, three out of five. If, it, if, it, if it's pig, um, I probably really like it. Yeah. Um, so it's been my favorite since I've been a kid. Yeah. Like I can remember, like you know, we go, uh, we go to Tony Roma's and get them. Yep. Um, you know, get them at Reds. Probably my all-time favorite place to, to get ribs is Moe's Barbecue up in Pismo Beach in San Luis okay. Obispo. All right. They're just those are the those the way they cook them are is such a way that I can eat those ribs. When they're done, the ribs will be perfectly clean. Oh yeah, with nothing left except yeah. just the bone yeah. sitting off the side. And like, you can do them St. Louis style and then yeah. dry rubs, or you can do them with like barbecue. Like, there's definitely an attraction to ribs at how how they are challenging at home. Like it is yes. it is a good thing to order out because yeah, it's not that easy. Right. Do you do much ribs at home or no? No, we we, yeah. we did them once where they were in a pack and they were okay. Right, but it was one of those where it's like. If you get a place that like can slow cook them and do them right, yeah, it's, a whole it's one of those things you like. You need serious equipment to pull that off yeah. properly at home. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Um, I'm not a rib fan. I mean, it, which is funny because it does fit into my 
you know, what I'm just what I'm self-discovering about my enjoyment <laughs> of, of dark meat and, 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 and animal fat. But um, I think it is the, the messiness, uh, you know, which is which I think is, is part of the attraction to ribs. Um, but uh, that's actually kind of funny you say that. But keep going. Pardon? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Keep going though. Um, well, just that, well, just just that. Yeah, it's it's never been. I I I will base it back to the menu test. I'm basically always ordering something else. My barbecue order is brisket, like which I thought about con uh, including. I'm a right. big brisket fan. Okay, but that's a fork and knife right. deal. Right. See, that's that's the actual the funny thing with me and ribs. Um, it's actually one of the the funny things about when Chris and I were were dating. Is our very first time that we had dinner together. I successfully dropped a huge chunk of meatloaf right in my lap and made a complete mess of myself. Oh, okay. Um, which is funny because that's probably the messiest I've ever been eating a meal with her since then. Oh, really? Because I am normally an insanely meat eater. Like, to the point that, like, I will go to ribs and the only thing that gets messy when I eat ribs is the tips of my fingers the very and, tips, maybe, yeah. and maybe, like, around my mouth. So, like the messiness of it doesn't phase me because the way I like I I, the way I just attack the ribs, I don't I don't get messy when I'm you're a sniper, right? I see. Right. So That's it'll funny. it'll be hilarious because we'll go out to eat. Like there was a there was a period where I was when I was in my early twenties where I'd go out to get ribs, and for whatever reason, every time I went, I was wearing a white dress shirt. Uh huh. And every time the white and it was the same white dress shirt, and every time the white dress shirt survived. Wow. Like without a drop that on. That is it. not me. It was. It I'm was one of those things, and I just know it was one of those weird little perks where I noticed every time I went to go get it, it was uh, it was the same shirt, and I was just like, apparently this is. It was like the the Seinfeld puppy white shirt. It was like it was like the shirt that I'm just like it's the shirt I wear when I get ribs, which seems like <laughs> a death sentence to the shirt. That's so funny. And what finally did the shirt in actually was. Uh, home improvement, and I got paint on it. Oh wow! Because I made Not the mistake of trying to like do a, do a spot touch. You weren't being a careful eater. No, I was being a, I was I was being a sloppy <laughs> painter, not a careful eater. It's funny. I looked down, and I literally have a have a stain on my tie from this lunch, which is the uh, shows our opposite. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's my number one is pork ribs. My number one is ribeye steak. Okay. Um, we, we you had talked about kind of the main steaks. There's the you know the prime rib, the uh, right. Um, the ribeye, the New York Strip, every, you know, there's a, if you have a steakhouse order, you kind of, you know, you got options, flame right. on. I, um, I'm a ribeye guy. I love, again, it gets down to the fat. I love the marbling in a ribeye. Um, and then the kind of the cap, they call it the fat cap on the, on the end. I'm a huge fan of that. So while those other ones have a much more clear division, I love how a ribeye is all, is very, usually very well marbled. Um, so that's my number one. Obviously that is my only, uh, that's my only beef so, representation too. Guys, um, yeah. I just think it is the I think it is the king of uh, the king of steaks. Um, so yeah, that's my number one ribeye. Uh, so my top five is chicken wings. Oh yeah, and I wanted my honorable mention. I, I had prime rib, which I really enjoy, but not in the top five. And, and pork belly. Yeah. Um, chicken wings, bacon, chicken thighs, duck breast, ribeye. So chicken wings five, bacon four, chicken thighs three. Duck breast two and ribeye number one was my uh, was my ranking. Right. So mine was fried tip was number five, honey baked ham was number four, bacon was number three, filet mignon was number two, and pork ribs was number one. Um, I had a I had a couple honorable mentions. Um, pork belly was one that was oh, yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, and it's actually one of those things where it's not done super well, but I feel like especially when Kristen and I go out to eat. Like we go out on a date night or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll sometimes when we're trying to pick restaurants, if we see a place where they have like a really good take on a pork belly dish, uh -huh. we will pick restaurants specifically to get that dish. Okay. Right. Because it's one of those where it's like, if you see a place that's really interesting, we want to try it. Because like when it's done well, it's done super well. Yeah. Um, prime rib is on mine. 
something that Christmas family does all the time. And, but it's the only place that I've, theirs is the only one I've gotten where I really like. This is oh, okay. amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I go out and it's not always great. It's kind of hit or miss. Um, the only chicken one that made it was specifically chicken cutlets. Okay. So, which yeah. is one that both Kristen and Fred make. And okay. I'm, I'm guessing it's because it's breaded and it's deep fried and yeah, it's that's covered in good. butter. Yeah. It makes it taste amazing. And that's essentially a breast, that's a breast uh, cut. It's yeah. Cut of a breast. Yeah. Right. Um, the only other one that was on there that I had, other than ground beef, which we already talked about, which uh, I thought was like, it, it was like for being like a utility player. Had like to be you included. Have, you yeah. have to mention it. Yeah. Um, was lamb shank. Oh, yeah. Lamb. That one, that was. That lamb was would probably be above duck. If yeah, we're, if and that was the one where, like, I really was contemplating whether or not I should I should put it on my list. But yeah. again, it was one of those things where, like, one, because of the expense of it, it tends not yeah, to be one that I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick it out. Right. But, um, but every time I get it, like, I made one for Kristen for I think it was like our first anniversary dinner. Oh, nice. and I made a uh, pistachio encrusted one at home. Oh, that was really really good. And it was one of those like, it's like yeah, this is home is a good move because it is it, it's expensive still there, but right. I think it is pretty like relatively easy to cook. Right, and um, the meat itself isn't like if you get the meat raw, it's not as expensive as if you went out and got it professionally made right. somewhere. Like I feel like oh, yeah. there is there is a skill to pre preparing lamb shanks well. Right, that. You, you're paying for that expertise when you go out to eat. Yeah. Right. Well, that's always my issue with like like the steakhouse concept in general. I right. love a steakhouse. It's usually very expensive, and I can do eighty percent of a good steak at home. You know, <laughs> so I right. can spend a quarter of what I'd spend for the ribeye as an example. Like ribeyes are always like thirty, forty bucks. Right. And at home they're eight or nine for a really nice one. You know? Right. Right. So that's my, that's a. It's kind of a separate issue. But. I think that's why a lot of times when I go out to eat, I don't normally get super good red ribeye right. because of that. I see that price, and then I'll look and I'll see the. Uh, I'll see a fillet. Yeah, I'll see a fillet. Yeah, the fillet will be more reasonably priced, and I know like this is without spending an arm and leg, it's going to be really good. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, All right. So that was our uh, that was our top five cuts of meat. Uh, do you have a hot sports take? I do. I actually debated on this, but I feel like you're already on the, the Lakers bandwagon. Same with yeah. I am. It's uh, a highly enjoyable season for them to yes, be good again. It has been um, fun to be good again. My, my hot sports take is that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens will be the Ravens. MVP. So that is, that is my hot sports take. He, he, he and Russell Wilson have the... Have basically it's it's a two man race at this point on the when the odds makers are making it out okay. for them to be to be the MVP and I feel like you know barring something unexpected happening he beat Russ in Russ's house yeah just two just three weeks ago so so I feel like when it comes down to it as long as they if they keep both performing well as they have been yeah there's still a lot of time but there's still a lot of time he's definitely been a story of the season. Um, yeah, I don't I don't follow football as much as I used to, but uh, yeah, yeah. but I you know I I heard that they kind of designed the team around him. Uh, yes, please. And they're really uh, kind of reaping the benefits of that. Um, my hot sports take, sure, is also in the football theme. Is I'm just like so I used to I used to be I think always a bigger like college football fan than NFL fan. 
and I guess I guess I, I, I could have seen this coming, but I'm just really not into it this year. Um, the college? Yeah, college. And yep. it's probably because UCLA was bad at the beginning, even though they're kind of pulling it together, and I've always been you know, following UCLA. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's a lack of characters. I don't feel like there's like a, there's a any, very many defining like national players this year okay. that aren't. But, um, but yeah, just, you know, I, I think I normally would not have missed, you know, that LSU-Alabama game that was last weekend, but I just totally missed it. So I don't know. I don't know if this is a hot sports take. I guess that's not really a take. It's just saying, like, I don't like college football Condemnation this year. of football. Yeah, condemnation. You're, you're um, continuing to say it against all things football. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have enjoyed, I, well, yeah, I guess this is politics, but the Alabama-LSU game was, like, the third sporting event that the president attended, and he finally got a cheer. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Like, oh, really? like, yeah, because he, he went to a uh, World Series game and got booed, and then went to a, 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 US, a UFC game, a UFC match, and got booed, and then uh, made it to a college football game, and that's where he got cheered. So I thought that was a little indicative. All right. So yeah, my house, there's my last word to say. College football is lame. There, there we go. That's how. I, that's how I should say it in a hot takey way. College football is lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next section is what are you eating lately, which is obviously funny when we're having lunch, but. Do you have any other special food shout-outs? Um, this is kind of a funny random one, but it's kind of indicative of the fact that work has been crazy, so I've been eating at random times. Oh, okay. Um, is, and part of it is the, the closest place with a drive through to my work when I'm in a rush is a McDonald's. Oh, okay. And so I've been uh, rediscovering how good good McDonald's french fries are. So when they Ooh, make the french fries, french fries, when they okay. make the McDonald's french fries and they, they come out hot and salted and crunchy, yeah. They are delicious. Yeah. And it will be like one of those where like, I will wish that I ordered the large when they're done right. Uh -huh. And when they're not done right and I get the large, I cannot finish them. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so that's that's what I... I just, um, NPR has a podcast called uh, Planet Money. It's like a, um, it's like an economics podcast. And it's a short, it's only 10 minutes. Okay. And no, that's not Planet Money. Sorry, the indicator is the, is the uh, short one. And they had an episode on McDonald's French fries because an interesting problem McDonald's is having is they've partnered with like Uber Eats to get food delivered, but their French fries don't hold up. They don't hold up to going into a case, like a sealed container, yeah, for over like 10 or 15 right. minutes. It kills them. So they've been trying to change their fry recipe to keep a crisp, like whatever they coat it on. Oh, weird. Which the last time they did was in the 90s. So like they used to just literally just fry a potato but then it only lasts like two minutes before it starts going soggy. But the new the new coating is like eight minutes, and they want one that gets to fifteen or twenty minutes. Weird. So it's kind of a funny, uh, funny, like little thing that they're doing. But, but the, the bigger point is obviously the the whole idea about food delivery. Um, right. And I thought that was interesting. I never kind of thought about it. that. Was the last time I thought about McDonald's fries. Yeah. Um, you. What am I eating lately? Uh, just a little more. I've had a, I've had kind of a long relationship with fruit. I'm not a natural fruit eater. Okay. Like I just don't look for fruit. Um, I have no problem eating vegetables. Um, getting vegetables in my diet, but like I'm just gonna be the last guy that like grabs an apple. Um, but I'm doing a little better at fruit. Okay. Um, so bananas, apples. I kind of just try to grab a piece of fruit when I go out the door, and I eat it probably every time. Okay. But the other has been little tangerines or satsumas, like oh, those little the, oranges. The cuties. I have no problem eating yeah. a cutie. So I was telling Jesse, we should just have cuties around more often because I do actually eat these. 
funny yeah. thing with the cuties with me is I love them, uh -huh. but because my nails are just naturally very short, okay. I cannot open a, a cutie without a external utensil That's to funny. break the skin. <laughs> I will end up turning it into a orange juice grenade oh, no, in the yeah. process of trying to open blast it. it. So I will either ask somebody else in the office that has better nails than me. That's funny. Or I will, I will keep out, I will, because I normally keep a set of silverware for when I eat work at, at the office. Uh -huh. I will grab a knife and just make the first cut and then I can peel it. So it was one of those where like, I love them, but if I'm in the wrong situation, I cannot open them that to is consume funny. them. So that yeah. is funny. Do you have a parent corner? Mm -hmm. I do. Um, so as we mentioned, I have three, three boys. Um, Jordan is six, Noah is five, and Toby is three. Um, other than the general lament of they wake up at 6 a.m. and they oh, are ready to party, ready to party, and I am not a morning person, so that is a that is a challenging start to my day, basically every day. <laughs> um, one of the things that's been really cool about them, really cool with them recently, is they are all starting to get into Star Wars and Legos with me, which, oh, has, been, okay. which has been a thing of mine forever. Your life, yeah. Like that is like the joke with my family. It's like some things never change. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris liking sci-fi sci and Legos is going to be a consistent thing. Um, so I was very proud of my boys. My birthday was just this past Sunday, and they picked out for me a uh, Millennium Falcon Lego set. Oh yeah. Um, and then they all wanted to take turns building it. So um, it took a lot longer with them all taking turns to build <laughs> with Dad. So it was a. 1400 piece set oh, with 324 wow. steps. Dang. We started it on Sunday after we got back from church at 2 because we had a potluck because you were at our Ecclesiastes right, 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 Resort. Yeah. Yep. And uh, um, we started at 2 and we had not finished it when 5.30 rolled around and dinner showed up. Wow. And then of course, because they were all kids, when, when I woke up to go to work on Monday, at 6 with them, they were like, Dad, you have to finish it before you go to work so we can play with the Lego set. So then at 6 a.m., I'm literally trying to put together the last two bags of the kit. Oh, bleary. That's so funny. To, to get all together. But it's been, um, you know, then after we had dinner on Sunday, we, we all sat down and they all got excited to watch episode seven of Star Wars because they oh, wanted to see BB-8 on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and now Kristen was telling me they're picking a Christmas list and all the stuff they want is either Lego or Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So I'm having this, like, proud dad oh, moment. It's like, fun, yeah. the, the indoctrination is going well. Yeah. Things, things are going according to plan. That's funny. So it's just been, and it's been fun being able to share the things that I remember loving as a kid, and oh, now yeah. like they're able to get it, and uh, yeah, that's the dream. The the funny thing has been too, each of them handles Legos very differently. So like Jordan wants to do it his own way, okay, and he will, he'll ignore the instructions, like he just doesn't find his own thing. But right. like Noah, I will give him the section and the pieces, and he will just assemble it almost follow the instructions without wow. any input from me. Um, and then Toby just wants to sit there and he wants to be the one to find the piece and give it to me to put the piece in the construction. So they all have like their own little thing that they want to do. That's funny. But it's, it's just been interesting. And so it was fun because there was 10 bags. They each got three turns. We rotated through to oh, get nice. the turns. And um, it was just interesting watching. So like Noah, because Noah was always in the middle since he's the middle child, yeah. would always end up being my break. Because like right. I would have to work really closely and kind of like... You know, I had to, with Jordan, it was like a constant, like, little, like, tug of war of making sure, like, no, Jordan, that has to go, that has to go over here. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to constantly, like, remember the picture. We want to get to there when oh, we're the done. Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We want, it, we want it to look like the Millennium Falcon. Um, fun fact, they can't say Millennium Falcon. They keep oh. trying to say American Falcon. <laughs> and now it's gotten to the point where they're correcting each other when they do it because I was correcting them all the time. It's like, it's not the American Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon. Um, and then Noah, he would just get the parts, and then I'd just sit back. 
That's so funny. And then he'd be like, Daddy, is this right? I'm like, you're doing good. Yeah, and then yeah, Toby's yeah. just like, you know, then Toby Toby's would be... Toby's a gopher, yeah. Yeah, well, but then he, he, it takes him a while to find the piece. Right, right. So even though, um, have you ever heard, uh, there, when you do Legos, there's a concept that's called Noli. Have you ever heard of that? No. So that's the concept of where you, you lay out all the pieces. So okay. you group all the like pieces. Oh, oh, yeah, you yeah, like yeah, organize yeah, yeah. everything out of the bag before yep. you start constructing. So it makes it easier to find your pieces. So I would do all that. And then even so, like, I would know exactly where the piece of it. I had to, like, practice a ton of patience. Waiting. Because uh, Toby's so like, Dad, I want to find it. And I'm like, that's okay. right there. I already sent it out. So then every time, I'm like, how about over here, Toby? And he's like, oh, that's it. And then he'd give me the piece, and then i put it on. It's like, okay, now which one's next? And he goes, looks in the instructions and forgets where we are. So it was, uh, was, it was uh, <laughs> a practice of patience, but it was also fun because... It is uh, fun. It's fun to do it with them. It's fun to do with them, and then also uh, I get to keep building it because I think every day I come home from work and it's been broken in some way because <laughs> it's it's big. Like it's probably like a foot long. Like, oh, wow. It's a significant size. One of the biggest Legos I think I've ever owned. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's yeah. fun. But yeah, what about you? Uh, Pippa broke her leg two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, which is very sad. On yeah. a sliding accident. But what's what's been amazing is learning about how kids. Uh, I think ba- like babies of her age. It's like a fi- it's like a goldfish that she has very little concept of like uh, not memory because she definitely really remembers some stuff that's how she learns right but I don't think she has any comparison in her mind like oh I remember two weeks ago I didn't have this cast on you know like oh, she doesn't okay. get sad because of that right she what, just adapts and she's adapts just doesn't care this is life right now like right. her life is constantly adjusting in her mind you know like right there's very few rules um, and uh, and so she just doesn't care. Like I'm just stunned at how much she just doesn't care that she has a cast on. Like she, she sleeps. She's sleeping a little worse because I think she probably just gets annoyed by it. But um, but I don't think she even recognizes that it's the cast's fault. And we've been babying her too, so we which which she's enjoying. So um, right. But I think another funny another funny thing is that well, the funny part is she wakes up and she refers to it as her shoe. And it's like literally a full leg cast. Right. That's the part so that she I think calls is, it is a shoe. Yeah. It's like it's like it's not really a good shoe. I mean it's. A, not really the kind of shoe you want to have, but she's such a big fan of shoes. So, oh, there you go. It's pretty funny. Oh, so yeah, that's been that's been sad. So, uh, but it'll be off uh, next week. Oh, that's good. It's only two weeks. Yeah. All right, and I guess we gotta we uh we agreed to both plug our other podcast, which is good <laughs> good Chris and Elvian talks. Yeah. Uh, which Chris and I co-host. It's my week. I gotta I gotta post an episode this week. <laughs> um, and then Chris will be on for next week, and that's how the system goes. That's how it goes. Anything else you want to shout out or anything before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I can. Just my dance for you guys. And no pressure at all whenever you're ready. Cool. Would you like a box for this? No, I'm good. No, thanks. You don't want it? Yeah, I'm okay. So. Um, no, I, I just finished listening to the, the one that you and Luke did about it. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Be, be, being the company man, I'll mention that Disney Plus is out. Oh, yeah, so Disney Plus, that's, yeah, that's, shout that's, out. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, been, that's been fun. It was, I, I came home and the, the kids were all excited to, to, to watch. They found, they found cars and they were watching it before, before dinner when I got home last yeah, night. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so, yeah, so that's been fun. We were, Chris and I were going through the whole catalog of all the old animated vaults and stuff. So much. And it was just like, that's going to be fun to share with the kids. And that's gonna, so that was one of those things, share, sharing with your kids the things that you grew up loving. Oh, yeah, same thing. And that was the thing where I was just like, that's going to be, that's yeah, going to be cool. It. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I'm curious. I am canceling Netflix at the end of this month. And then oh, I'm wow. going to be a free agent for a while <laughs> to uh, to kind of wait and see what happens um, and really decide what we want to do. Although Disney Plus is so cheap right now. Uh-huh. But... Anyways, we'll talk about that on another podcast, which is coming up soon. So we'll uh, drop that. We'll drop that little teaser. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much, Chris. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks, Levi. Have a good one. Two.